0: We are, we are,
1: we are are Cultivate, 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 Cultivate,
0: Cultivate. We are Cultivate. Hi, Christina here. Before this episode starts, I just want to let everyone know MJ's still out. She'll be back soon. Uh, I had a lovely guest uh, join as guest co-host and we talk about uh, Dia de Muertos uh, stories But we did have some technical difficulties, and so she disappears for a little bit like 15 minutes. And then it sounds like I'm talking to myself. Uh, I wasn't, but I sort of was, right? So, yeah, thanks for uh, listening, and I hope that you still enjoy the episode. Thank you. Hi, everyone, this is Christina. And today there is, again, no MJ, but I have a lovely guest co-host, returning guest. Say hi to everyone.
1: Hey, guys, it's Isabel Cortez. I'm so happy to be back. I'm so excited.
0: I'm so glad that it was like also last minute. And I'm just so thankful that you agreed.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I, this is going to be so much fun. I love doing it the first time. So I'm really excited. Yeah,
0: the guy asked you to be on like two days ago. It was like so <laughs> like last minute. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so glad you're here. MJ should be back soon. But in the meantime, yeah, Carmen, my twin, has uh agreed to come on. And today, Isabel. And then again, um, if you haven't checked out her podcast, it's Scary Stories for the Soul.
1: And I didn't know you had a twin. That is so rad. Oh,
0: yeah. My twin, Carmen. Cool. <laughs> She's uh, she's occasional a uh, guest slash guest co host every time MJ's out. I'm like, hey, can you record with me? She's like, yeah. And then we record our other two podcasts like all in a weekend. Is
1: <laughs> she a biological twin or is she an identical twin? Identical, like a fr- a fraternal. Sorry, not biological. Oh yeah, that I was, was like, ridiculous.
0: yeah. No, well, she done. is
1: biological. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Fraternal. No, we're identical twins. <laughs>
1: So cool. See, I have two sisters and we're all like a little bit like apart, but we're all super close. And I always used to say like, if we were triplets, I feel like I would lose my mind. (laughs) I don't think I don't think I'd be able to like look at myself like, like that, like, be able to be like in triplicate and like be okay with it i'd be like take that off of us it looks bad on us (laughs) yeah (laughs) take off that shirt it doesn't look good on us (laughs) yeah we always had
0: the same i mean yeah or we shared everything so it was the same clothes so nothing looks bad on either one of us ever now i sound like i'm super conceited
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're like i don't know i've never worn a bad outfit we always look great well let
0: me rephrase at the time we thought we looked great looking back at pictures and like what was in uh the 2000s a mess
1: (laughs) my when my older sister turned 32 we had an early 2000s party To like celebrate because she turned 30 during the pandemic, Mm. so we couldn't celebrate. And then she turned 31 and she got sick. So we couldn't celebrate. (laughs) So when she turned 32, we're like, no, we're going to do it. We had an early 2000s party. Everybody had to come dressed in like early 2000s. And I wore like my emo gear when I was going through my emo phase. And I was straight up like, people let me walk out of the house like this. (laughs) Like I was allowed to leave the house looking like this and nobody said anything i was like wow everybody was also wearing the same thing so we all thought we looked great
0: yeah we didn't do an emo phase but we did you know like i don't know what were we wearing Tank out with like belts like those giant belts. Yes. yeah we had a bunch of hoodies like, with like daddy yankee on them yes. like he was on the back uh you know just weird outfits um so yes <laughs>
1: So yeah. And you're like at the time you're like this is the best outfit I've ever put together and now you're looking back at it and you're like
0: okay.
1: Yes. Yeah. But I was confident?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: So today, um we are talking about the Dia de Muertos uh, spooky stories you um which honestly i never searched for before so but obviously of course they exist because like we're a spooky 24 7 and dia de muertos is no yeah. exception though it is yeah. a sacred you know tradition and holiday have you always celebrated dia de muertos is it like something new
1: no we've always done it we we've always done it we've we've always been um cautious about our ofrendas because we have dogs so mm-hmm. we've we've always had to be like a little bit like scaled back with them, but we've always celebrated we've always we've always put them out um it's It's like a yearly thing um this year we really went like all out, so we were really excited about being able to like put out a full one um it was really i think it's always really beautiful to be able to like set it up and do it. It makes you feel more connected like as the process is going it's like a labor of love to be able to make For sure. something really intricate um so we've always celebrated it's always been really it's always been something that we've always taken like very seriously here like we get everything set up like the day of halloween so that by the time that november 2nd comes around well the first and the second comes around um we can have it like completely set up right
0: uh yeah, I didn't know. I thought we always celebrated cuz when I was a uh, we were like 2 when my great uh was my yeah, my great-grandpa passed away and so that's when my mom started putting up in like an altar, but we didn't I guess we didn't always do that. But my family in Mexico, we've always gone to el panteón, the cemetery on the second and just been there all day with music and decorated, you know, the tombstone. Yeah. So that they've always done But the altar was not a thing. And um, of course, I think with the release of Coco, you know, we're seeing now that more people are coming out and saying, you know, it's a close practice. I can't say how to feel about it. I I know now it's not something we always did. And we didn't know back then, like, oh, you can't just start doing this Um, when my mom started doing it. um, So because I grew up doing it, I still do it now. The altar, but they've always gone to the cemetery. But it is an indigenous belief that then was morphed into uh, All Saints' Day.
1: Yeah.
0: Because, you know, Catholicism and colonization. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and it's not something that was always celebrated in all of Mexico, but, you know, with the <laughs> uh, homogenizing of indigeneity, that <laughs> Mexico. Yes has done, it has become, you know, universally known to be Mexican, but it's not only Mexican. It's not Mexican. Oh. It's indigenous and adopted by Mexico yes. um, because, you know, indigenous erasure, they so they many, are really good at.
1: Yes. There are so many different, like, um, like Latin American and like even like Caribbean, um, like cultures that also celebrate like something kind of, if it's not exactly day of the dead, it's going to be like something kind of like it. So that's always been, like, so much fun for me to be able to see to, like, their versions of, like, their altars and, like, how to set their stuff up. Like, that's always been so beautiful to me, um, being able to see everyone's differences. Yeah. I think my biggest thing is has always been and will always be reminding people that it is not Halloween. That it is. Yeah, not. it is not
0: Halloween. <laughs> it yeah. is not
1: Halloween. Um, like, obviously, I'm a big Halloween person. Like, it's the I look forward to it every year. But I always, like, without fail, have to have that conversation with at least one different person who wants to wish me like a happy Dia de los Muertos on Halloween, and then I have to be like, actually, it's not. And then I'll go into like my history channel. Like <laughs> welcome to my tech talk. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like I'll, I'll turn into like I'll turn into a history professor with my little microphone in my hand. And I'm like, actually, here is this. Like so yeah. I always have to be like, it is not Halloween, but thank you so much for saying it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I always I always do the same like soapbox where I always mention like it's not Mexican, it's not just Mexican all yes. over latin america and the philippines they do you yes. know dia de los difuntos all day all saints day and i think there's another name um i just don't know cuz we've always done dia de muertos specifically yeah. but yeah, yeah it's it's a very uh it's a thing that's done everywhere honoring your ancestors and your the one people who are no longer here uh you know yeah. they come back on this day to join us and we celebrate them and that's not That's like done in a lot of places Um, because then people start saying, oh, it's Mexican. Like, okay, no.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like Um, We can only gatekeep so far. So yeah, welcome to our TED Talk. We can gatekeep. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) And you know what's actually funny (laughs) is um, yesterday when we were like, what do we watch? Like, we want to watch something. We watched uh, The Book of Life. I don't know if you've ever watched it.
0: I have. By director
1: Jorge Argotieres. Yeah, it's the the guy who did like Mucha Lucha and he did... um, Maya and the three, which is on Netflix, like we watched, uh, mm-hmm. the book of life and it was just like, it was so much fun. Like being able to like sit down with our own family and watch the movie and like, just be able to celebrate and in a happy, like remembering way and try not to get too, too sad. Cause like my dad said, this is not a holiday to be sad. It's a holiday to celebrate and to remember.
0: Exactly. And so, yeah, today I have, because at the time of recording, it was yesterday. Um, Yes. It'll be two days from now when this comes out tomorrow, because I'm going to edit this later. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Um, But yeah, so that's why I found some Dia de Muertos stories and then a listener story, not related to Dia de Muertos, but just a listener story. But the stories that I found are from Relatos de la Noche. If you know Spanish, it's an amazing YouTube channel. Um, The I don't know. I don't know his name. I've never seen it on any of the videos, but he the way he tells stories amazing. Um, So I just took a couple from two separate videos they have. They're going to be linked in the show notes. But yeah, if you understand Spanish, definitely check out Relatos de la Noche because that's an excellent channel. Highly recommend. But here is the listener story. And if you have any stories that you want to send into the podcast for us to read, you can just uh, email spookytales at gmail.com or DM us on any of our socials. We also have a Discord that I forget about, um, but you can also (laughs) send stories on Discord. However, they're harder to find on Discord. They're much easier to organize uh, through email. So um, if you're going to be like, how do I contact Spookytales? I I like email. (laughs)
1: <laughs> There's just so much social media to hold on to. Like, the simpler, the better. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, so, here's the listener's story My paternal grandma died when I was 15. I was super close to her. She lived across from us, and every morning before school, I went to her house and she gave me 30 cents two five cent coins and two 10 10- cent coins. I almost said $10 coins. <laughs> <laughs> And then when I arrived from school, she always went to our house to ask me how my day was. The way the house is made, I could see her coming through to my side, not directly in view, just passing by. I used to say, hola, mama, and she blessed me before even entering the house. She kept doing that after she died, but didn't enter the house. She would just pass by and I would say hi to her. And I kept finding 30 cents in my pockets or random places especially during bad times. I would put my hands in my pockets and find them there when I knew there was nothing there before. And that's just like, that's one story. Then they sent another short story in the same. So I'm going to read it. Yeah. My maternal granddad was to this day, one of my favorite people. He was always proud of me and he gave me unconditional love. When we talked, he would listen to me with a big smile When my oldest son was released from the NICU, we drove directly to him and he was so proud. They also sent me a picture and it's just the most beautiful picture of them together. I almost cried (laughs) as someone who also just uh, I just lost my maternal uh, grandpa like uh, three months ago. So the story, I was like, oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) Uh, uh, Let me continue here. He died when I was 19 and I feel him around constantly. Here comes the a spooky part. After he died, my parents built a house where my maternal grandparents' first house was in. So they built a house in the same place, I think. Yeah. When we moved, my dad bought me a very heavy desk with a glass top. Me, being eager to have my room finished, wanted to put it together ASAP. My dad warned me that I was going to not be able to do it, not be able to put it together. I was already having back issues, too. I did put it together with my grandpa's help. When my dad asked the next day, I simply said, Abuelo me ayudó, grandpa helped me. He went pale, turned around, and didn't say a word about it again. <laughs> Which is not that spooky to me. I would love for my grandpa to just come and help me build a desk. <laughs> <sighs> I love the dad's reaction to just like go pale and just not say anything. That's what I would do. <laughs> we are not talking about this ever again. <laughs> um, And those stories were not like Dia de Muertos related, but they're very Dia de Muertos like energy like, you know, like the vibe is there because uh, I'm a firm believer that like your loved ones that are not like physically here anymore are still with you, uh, you know, taking care of you. Uh, When my great-grandpa passed away, we didn't meet him because, you know, um, borders and immigration. So uh, my mom didn't get to say goodbye, but, like, it felt like we knew him because of uh, all the stories my mom would say. And then, like, if we needed help or needed to stay safe, like, on a long trip or journey, we always... uh, and I know this is, like, taboo with, like, other religions, but <laughs> we always, we, you know, like, asked for his help. Like, oh, uh, mi bello, we're gonna go drive, uh, help keep us safe. Um, it was very normal for us, uh, which I know there's, like, some Christians who are like, well, that's demonic, but whatever. But yeah, that's why I, I found these two stories. And I was like, I, I that's why I love them, because, you know, it's just uh, your loved ones coming back. Uh, checking on you, um, the 30 cents that you would find on uh, bad days. Like, that's beautiful. Um, But yeah, let's uh, get into these stories. So again, these are both from Relatos de la Noche, and they're both uh, Dia de Muertos, Day of the Dead, related. Um, The first one is a little spookier. The second one was just a little, to me, it felt a little more cute than spooky. Part of it was creepy. Anyway, uh, so (laughs) here's the first one. It was 2 a.m. in the morning when a noise outside my bedroom woke me up. It was like someone was walking near my room. The door then opened slowly, and little by little, I was able to make out the shape of a small silhouette. It was my son, who was five years old at the time. The old lady is in my room, he told me. He then begged me to let, me stay, let him stay with me. I instantly woke up and took him by the hand and said, Come on, let's go to your room so you can see no one is there. But we didn't make it far. All of a sudden, he completely froze, like he had been nailed to the ground, and his hand felt extremely cold, like it was frozen. That worried me, so I began to check his body. That's when I realized he had large handprints right where I was holding onto him. I got scared that maybe I pulled him too hard. So I asked, did I do that to you? No, mom, the old lady did. But before I go any further with the story, I should tell you more about the situation, Everything started when Santi, my son, was about to turn four years old. His father had died in a car accident along with two of his co-workers. It was September when it happened, and I had to sit Santi down and speak with him about death and what it meant. And even though he was just starting to transition from a baby to a child, in my eyes, it seemed like he was really trying to understand what we were telling him. All of October, we tried to raise his mood by telling him about Día de Muertos, hoping it would help raise his enthusiasm. We even made an altar to celebrate the day. I let him choose the photo of his dad that we used for the altar and also added a piece of his dad's favorite chocolate, which we took from the last bag of chocolates his father got him before he died. We were hoping all of this would give him a good grasp on what death was and maybe that's why we didn't put too much importance on what happened the night of October 31st. The night had been like every other night. I sent him to sleep around 8 p.m. like I normally do. Then I put on a horror movie and began to watch it with my best friend Sandra, who basically lived in my house for months following the death of my husband. While we were watching the movie, Santi yelled for me from his bedroom. My best friend, who had just gotten up to go to the kitchen, decided she would go check on him. But then moments later, she was also calling me. As I entered the room, Sandra told me that Santi had seen a woman appear at his window. I approached the window and looked outside, but the garden appeared to be completely calm. We also checked the rest of the house and hoped that it was just the scary movie we were watching and that had probably scared Santi my friend later My friend left later that night, and I was left alone and startled. It felt like I was close to having a panic attack. I would be dying. That was not the story that was me. <laughs> okay, so uh, on to the story in the morning, I tried to speak with Santi and ask more questions about what he saw, But then I thought it was probably better to drop the subject and let him forget about what he thinks he saw. Later that night, he asked me to he asked to sleep with me again. He was afraid that the old woman would return, and I began to feel guilty. That maybe it was my decision to speak to him about death that caused him to see the old woman he had been describing. That night, the house felt heavy. I don't know how to explain it, but it felt like we didn't have neighbors. Like we were completely isolated from the rest of the world. We fell asleep early and had a lot of nightmares. Terrible nightmares. I saw several dead people in my dreams. They looked like they had just escaped their graves and were walking towards my garden. They came from the street into my property and then approached the window and broke them to enter my house. They extended their arms toward me and my son, then out of nowhere his father showed up and beat them off for us off of us. He hugged me at the end and asked me to remain calm and strong. The next morning I woke up crying. It was the last time I dreamed about him, and to a certain degree. It really felt like he visited me that night. That day, I woke up crying. It was el día de muertos, and my son was putting the finishing touches on the altar for his father. Thankfully, my mother came to visit me so I wouldn't have to spend the day alone thinking about my dead husband. Santi slept in that day while my mother and I drank coffee in the other room. Then all of a sudden, I heard my son's voice saying, No, no, please go. We both got up at the sound of his voice and rushed to his room to ask what was going on. He was curled into a ball next to his headboard and he told us that the dead lady was at his window again. I explained to my mother that this has been a reoccurring dream for him and told her I would check the garden to help him calm down. But then he said, no, no, mom, she's inside. She was in my room before you came. I think she's now in your bedroom. (laughs) That's terrifying. (laughs) Uh, Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Since my bedroom door was behind me, I turned back and that's when I noticed my door was open. I didn't remember if I left it open, but as I began walking towards it, my mother held me back and quickly signaled at me to hush and listen to the sound coming out of my room. That's when I heard a woman's breathing in my room. I became startled and ran to the living room to get my phone. We all ran into my son's room and locked ourselves in there. I asked him to go to sleep and told him nothing was happening. My mother and I just looked at each other and were both wondering what, just, what we just heard and saw. My first instinct was to call Raul, my husband's friend, and tell him what we heard so he could come search the house for us. So I did. Raul and his wife came in a few minutes. They were very worried about us but checked the home for us and they found nothing. I couldn't help but notice the look of pity in their eyes. They were probably thinking that my husband's death had messed, my, messed with my head or that I was just missing him. I still thank them for showing up quickly and helping us. For the next few months, I didn't experience anything else in the house and Santi didn't see the old woman that had frightened him. But their description of the women was stuck in my head. He told me it was an old woman without any hair and with sharp yellow teeth. My best friend Sandra told me it was probably all in Santi's head and his imagination got the best of him, but that didn't explain what my mother and I heard coming from my room. It wasn't until the following 2nd of November that everything seemed to have returned. That night, I had several nightmares. In my dreams, I once again saw dead people all around my home And Santi also approached me to say he had seen this old woman. The marks on his arms had returned, and he once again told me the old lady didn't want him to go to me for help. I laid him down in my bed, too tired to put him back to bed. For the next several minutes, I had the urge to run into Santi's bedroom and check what was in there. He was too young to realize the coincidence, but I know the strange activity had something to do with the date the fact that it was el día de muertos. I know it's a special day, and that night I realized that not only do the dead souls of the loved ones we want to see return, but also the souls of the ones we don't want to see. I don't know who decides who can return on this day and who can't, but I was sure that the old lady was there for a reason. Maybe she used to live in our home before we moved in, or maybe it was an old soul who on her journey to the afterlife ran into my son who kept praying to see his father. A few hours later, after I made sure Santi was asleep, I went to check his room. I turned the lights on, and I felt someone's presence, presence. But if someone was there, I couldn't see them. I was relieved to a certain extent. I once again thought maybe it was just our imaginations, but then I noticed the bathroom light was on. Santi? I asked checking if perhaps it was my son who made his way to the bathroom without me noticing. Instead, I heard a voice of an old woman who didn't appear to be talking to me. It seemed like she was talking to herself. I ran out of the bathroom into my bedroom where I locked myself with my son and hoped morning would come soon. I'll never forget what I saw that night, when I couldn't help but turn my head a little and take a look at what was standing in the bathroom. There she was an old lady without hair, with yellow teeth, her confused eyes looking straight into the mirror, the mirror that me and my son use every day to get ready. I saw her clearly, as if she were a real person. But I guess we all see phantoms differently. I'm terrified about what we'll see next Dia de Muertos. But I know for sure this time we're going to sleep early and for no reason will I let Santi get up during the night. (laughs) (laughs) My friend Sandra will also say over, but even that's not enough to settle my nerves. One thing is for sure. We are not going to leave this house that Santi's father left us, even if it means putting up with the spirits that want to visit us every dia de
1: muertos. Yeah, she said 6 p.m. bedtime. Yeah, (laughs) we
0: are not waking up. We are not leaving this room.
1: We're putting a little
0: potty in here.
1: (laughs) Snacks in here. Exactly, (laughs) (laughs) but you know what? She makes such a good point, though, because the other muertos is like it's a holiday that we use to celebrate the coming back of like our ancestors, our loved ones. You know, like the people that we love that die. But that's not the only; those aren't the only people that come back. Everyone comes back, whether you want them to come back or not. We're just focusing on the ones that we want to see, right? So it's it's so like crazy to think about like, yeah, it's not just our, you know, aunts and uncles and our pets and our, you know, our lost children. And it's not just that it's everyone. We're just focusing on those people. I'm really curious as to see like why this spirit is so attached to her son, because she appeared to her son first and not to her. So is there something about her son that is maybe signaling the her and other spirits you know
0: i'm wondering if it's like she said in the story where because maybe she was on her way somewhere else but heard him like praying to see the dad um because one day i am i am going to share my mom's horrifying story that scares the shit out of me that i still have not been able to hear the whole thing but she has told us pieces of it since we were kids um but and and her horrifying haunting uh which i'm gonna call the haunting of maria (laughs) when i make this movie (laughs) (laughs) no but um she was praying to help someone and i don't know why she was like eight maybe and she was praying maybe eight or t- in between eight and 12 i forget the age but she was praying to help a lost soul like cross over and it just happened that it was not a good spirit that hurt her um but she didn't know any better um so i'm, I'm wondering if that's the case like he just wanted to see his dad and this this person was maybe passing through um you know, and I don't know, but maybe um I almost almost also wonder if maybe they didn't set up the altar, right? Because that's why you put like salt to protect uh, the spirit of your loved one that's visiting you. That's why they yeah. put the little dog, uh, yeah. the Xolo. Um, That's why, you yeah. know, you have a specific can- amount of candles. You have to have certain elements from like the earth and then the flowers. Like maybe they accidentally forgot something that year and yeah. now they have to like protect themselves at night even more i wonder
1: yeah and you also have to be like as specific as possible with your that like what's their favorite food what's their favorite color what's their you know several pictures of that person so that you can send out as m- much specific vibes as possible so that you are attracting the correct spirit right this is like This has always, like, consistently been my thing about Ouija boards, like, Uh and I know that it's kind of off topic, but like, not really, like, you think you're talking to one specific thing, but all you're really doing is sending out like an open call into the universe, and you're hoping that the person that you want to contact is the person who responds to you. But that doesn't mean it is 100% always going to be that person. Like you could get spirits from everywhere. You could get spirits from all over the place and they're always going to be good. You can't, you can't, just rely on like oh yeah this sounds like this person so i'm just gonna go with it like you don't know that like yeah you're sending out these like vibrations into the other world and you you don't know you know what i mean and you really don't that's why it, especially on days like halloween or like the other muertos, where the veil is so thin you you don't know anybody could be hearing anybody anybody or anything yeah could be hearing and you, you don't know, you know what I mean? You could be stuck in a situation like this poor woman where for some reason, this spirit has attached itself to her son and there's nothing that can really be done about it
0: terrifying um at least it's only once a year for now we don't know what happened later um hopefully it stayed once a year and that's not that bad
1: yeah (laughs) i mean no i mean you got you can literally turn into like a tiny fortress on just like that one day exactly yeah (laughs) and then november 3rd rolls around and you're like all right bet (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're done yeah that reminds me a lot of um there's this There's this holiday that is celebrated a lot in like um, with like Taoists and Buddhists. It's called Ghost Day, and it's always celebrated on. Oh gosh, I want to say it's like the the. It's definitely in August, I believe, because it's this. No, sorry, July. It's like the fifteenth day of like the seventh month or something, and all the ghosts come out. The gates of heaven and the gates of hell. Like are opening up and all of the spirits are permitted to like kind of walk. The oh. earth. And so people will do like ghost money and they'll set up food and they'll do they'll they'll take the opportunity to talk to their dead loved ones. But they also do like all these extra precautions because it's the gates of heaven and hell. Right. OK, so you're talking to your person, but other people are still roaming around. So you have to set yourself up some protection and stuff like that, because other ghosts are still going to be watching you and they'll be they'll be waiting for an in. Like, just because your ancestors are roaming around doesn't mean they're the only ones roaming around. There are others roaming around, too.
0: Right. That's so cool. I did not know about this.
1: Wow. I'm looking yeah, at pictures re- of it. Yeah.
0: Oh, Beautiful. I hate, I'm i going to read more about this. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually really similar to the other Muertos. Um, they just have like a few like cultural differences that they add in. But it's like a really interesting festival.
0: I was looking at pictures of it and it just it looks very colorful.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for that woman. Like, I'm happy that it's just the one day, but oh, how terrifying how, right? for her kid. I feel so bad.
0: But yeah, they probably just have to set up more protections like the next year. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I like the fact that she's like, and my friend is coming over. Yes. And she's (laughs) staying because I'm not dealing with this by myself. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And we're all staying in this room. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But yeah, they probably just have to be extra safe uh, and set up more protections (laughs) on that day. (laughs) Welcome to our little haunted break. I want to give a shout out to our amazing Patreons and especially our newest patrons, Maribel and Gina. Thank you so much for joining the Patreon. And thank you to the rest of our Patreons. Mimi, Diana, Ashes, Anne, Janie, Michelle, Monica, Modesto, Cynthia, Perla, Jasenia, Dahlia, Renée, Iris, Ghost Train, at Town Charity. Your support means the world to us. If you want to join the Patreon, go ahead and head on over to patreon.com slash You'll gain access to bonus episodes. We try to do two a month, but always at least one. You get to vote on the movie night uh, polls where you choose the movie night that we're going to be watching and monthly goodies like stickers. And if you join the highest tier, No mames, Super Serious as Spooky, then you get an exclusive keychain. But don't worry. If you cannot support us monetarily, then you are not missing out on anything. The best support that you can give us is just listening to our episodes here. So thank you for doing that. Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Are you interested in the paranormal?
1: then all of a sudden we hear this... (sighs) down a hallway when there's no one else there I would go maybe there's a ghost farting around these halls
0: intelligent conversations
1: uh, we don't know a lot we were we don't at all and we never
0: claim to furbies
1: do these things so you could essentially kiss the furby but you're really kissing your ghost partner
0: furbies again a little bit I don't know I don't you... know what
1: you want your furby for to but... kiss
0: <laughs> biting people do
1: you like a food enough to bite middle schoolers for no it? <laughs> Do you? Mystery boxes?
0: A box full of human heads was reportedly (laughs) stolen from a medical supply truck in Denver on Thursday. Find the Spooky Spouses wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, Okay, and then I have one more story, and again, both of these are from Relatos de la Noche, and I linked both uh, YouTube links um, in the show notes, or I'm going to link them. It is impossible for me to not remember this as if it were yesterday. It occurred when I was a boy, after my abuelito Lucho passed away. He, like the rest of my family, was born in Michoacán. And every day on the 1st and 2nd of November, we celebrated our deceased loved ones. This tradition continued when we all moved to Chihuahua, where I was born, though not many celebrate here like we did in Michoacán. Even after my abuelito passed, we kept going. The cemeteries were not as full of families accompanying their dead, not like back in my abuelito's pueblo. I will be honest, I did not believe in these things. As a boy, I moved away from the beliefs I was taught. I wouldn't really consider myself a Catholic anymore. But there are a few things I believe in, only because I experienced them. Well, on this particular Day of the Dead, we arrived at the cemetery and spoke to the guards. We let them know that we were going to be there until very late, probably later than everyone else. That's when my dad and my tíos started arguing with the guards to let them stay. I guess, yeah, because over there, the panteones are open super late. But since I guess this wasn't a thing where they moved to, um, they weren't going to let them do this. While my dad and tíos were arguing with the guards guards to let them stay late, my cousins and I headed to Abuelito's grave. We didn't remember the exact location. We had only been there the day he had been buried. The cemetery looked different on this day, different than the day we buried him when it was full with those attending the burial. I can never say the word right. (laughs) (laughs) Though the cemetery was only a few miles outside of the city, the air felt different there, colder and more fresh. I walked ahead of my cousins to an area that looked familiar. I knew my abuelito was in the newer section of the cemetery. While I walked, I saw a little boy peeking from a tombstone. He looked about three. When I saw him, he hid again, and I heard him run away. I was closer to the end of this row when I saw him again. I could see his face clearly. This time he didn't hide. Instead, he motioned for me to come closer.
1: Oops, screech. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about a ghost child <laughs> summoning me.
0: <laughs> right? I, I think this looked like a normal boy to him, though. Which is like, how do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> Creepy. What I'm going to
1: like, um, okay, give you the benefit of the doubt, but. <laughs> right? Right.
0: <laughs> I could see a group of people around a tomb. I figured they were his family, but they were all elderly and dressed in black. They were very serious. And then I looked at the boy running in between tombs. His smile was the opposite of the sadness of his family. I didn't recognize this part of the cemetery anymore, but I followed the boy. I thought it was sad that he just wanted to play and he was alone while his family mourned. He hid like he wanted to play and I ran toward him with the intention to scare him. He was behind a tombstone when I reached him. And that's when I felt a hand touch my shoulder. Only, it was very bony. I turned around and it was an older lady wearing a black veil. But it was as if she didn't want to look at me. Get out of here or you'll you'll get lost for a very long time. I looked at her in confusion. I used to see Jacinto here too when we first started coming here. I was the only sibling younger than him. I used to run after him, chase him, in between all the tombstones, When I finally stopped chasing him, it was nighttime. Imagine what it would have been like for it to suddenly be nighttime and for your family to be gone, to have left you here. When she said that, she turned around and smiled. She had no teeth. I don't think Jacinto wants to be alone, but look at us, his siblings, all of us. We're so old now, yet none of us have come to stay with him, here, forever." I looked around and noticed all these tombstones belonged to children. I wanted to run away, but the woman's hand was still gripping my shoulder. She started to walk so that I would follow, and I wanted to cry. I was terrified. We walked until someone ran up to us, a boy not much older than I was, asked, ¿Todo bien, señora? Is everything all right, ma'am? ¿Puede llevar a este niño con su familia? No quiero que se vaya solo. Can you take this boy to his family? I don't want him to walk by himself. No se apure, yo lo llevo, no se apure. Don't worry, I'll take him, don't worry. He took my hand and ran. I felt so scared, so helpless. When we got to the main road, he said, calm down and dry your tears. Tell your, tell your dad not to go over there. None of you go over there, not to that part of the cemetery. I dried my tears, nodded, and walked over to my grandpa's grave. The energy was different here. It was happier. I could feel my grandpa nearby. No one had noticed my absence. It was on this day that I learned, Los muertos si vuelven. The dead do return. Later that night, I wanted to find the boy that helped me find my way back to thank him. But we couldn't find him. The others said no one his age worked there. But I felt so safe near him. He felt so familiar
1: the end ooh see i told i knew it <laughs> <laughs> i was like trying to play it off like
0: no nah, that's not a ghost boy it's fine
1: <laughs> i'm just saying i his sister was straight up like listen i don't know if he's doing it on purpose but he's trying to get you lost so you can stay you need to get out you need to go you need to leave right now yeah because the next thing you know you're not gonna be able to get out and you're gonna get stuck here like Mm -hmm. yes and i feel i do feel a little bad because like obio like he's a little kid and his siblings are all older now but no one has joined him so he's probably lonely and he just wants somebody to play with but i can't shake the feeling that he knows what he's doing
0: you know what I mean? Like on on some level, he like knows that whoever yeah. follows him is gonna be trapped.
1: Exactly. Like I I want to believe that he's only doing it because he's a kid and he's sad because that's what I am all these siblings and, and nobody's there with him yet. And that must be so frustrating for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just like I it's just it does suck because there's a part of me that's like on some level, he knows what he's doing. I'm just trying to figure out if maybe he just doesn't realize that it's wrong. What yeah, he's doing, that has you know? to be.
0: That has to be it. Yeah. He, just, he just wants his his siblings with him or someone. Yeah, you know? somebody. Who do you think the, the little boy or the older boy that helped him return to his family? Do you think that was the grandpa?
1: I want to say yes. I think I'm, so. There's no way. Yeah. 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 And especially because he was like, tell your dad to not go over there. Tell like, no, do not go over there. Like, so never stern, go like, over there. Yeah, never go over there. That was definitely like, do it right now. Like, uh, yes.
0: Yeah. And, you know, nobody could find him. So That kid, obviously, that was a ghost, too. But because he yeah. felt so safe and and he said he felt so familiar. I'm like, that was for sure. Like yeah. the grandpa.
1: That's so funny to me, too, because if that was my grandpa, that he would have been like, y'all are dumb. What are you doing? Get your asses back over to your parents. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, right. I would have gotten
1: lectured. <laughs> it would have been like really sweet. And then I would have been lectured. <laughs> it would have been a really um, touching moment for like 30 seconds. And then I would have gotten trouble. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but that's terrifying to like get lost like that. Oh, my God. I can't imagine.
1: And especially because you, it's almost like it's purposefully like not keeping track of time. Like all of a sudden you look up and it's dark out and your family's gone. Like that's, oh, that's so terrifying. Yeah. That is so horrifying. Right. I always remember when I was like a little kid and you have that moment when you're maybe like at the grocery store, like you're shopping with your mom and you look up and you all of a sudden don't see her. And like your whole body goes cold because you're like, oh my God, I've lost. And for like a fraction of a second, you are full-blown uh-huh panicking. and like and just thinking about having that moment in a cemetery in a like, cemetery oh God, in no.
0: Mexico okay I haven't been to cemeteries yes. here in the United States but I have to say like the ones in Mexico are so big and maybe they're big yes. here too I just don't know because I haven't been to one but there's so many rows so many spots yeah. that look the same then other spots don't um like yeah. if I had to go by myself to my grandpa's grave I my ass would get lost <laughs>
1: Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then my my great grandpa hasn't been moved to the place where my uh my grandpa's at, my great grandma, um, they're both at this other spot and he's in a different area. And so when we went to my grandpa's grave, we spent some time there and then we went to my great grandpa's and I'm like, I would get lost walking over here too. Like, how do you guys oh, yeah. know where to How do you remember where to go? <laughs>
1: exactly it's just
0: because i'm hella dumb and they're not
1: <laughs> i know, i'm still like i'm still googling directions to like my best friend's house and i've known her since i was like 13 and she's like for real <laughs> like you still don't and i'm like listen <laughs> i'm not gonna try to explain to you like my there's something about like my body's compass that's like no it just doesn't exist no. for
0: me i don't know no
1: absolutely not no yeah, the idea of getting lost and trapped like that is so horrifying to me. That's why I'm like, he. it's definitely wrong what he's doing. But I tr- I just, I want to believe that he just doesn't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, that he for sure. Know that. Yeah. Yeah. And his sister's like... I, he does it yeah she's like listen so listen sorry. listen
0: like don't listen to him yes. I've seen him he did it to me you know like years ago exactly. he did this shit to me I fell for it I don't want you to fall for it don't go exactly. over there you're
1: know, like still making excuses for your siblings you're like I'm so sorry I'm he's sorry he's like this he's just
0: a, bu- that's he's my just a little bad. bitch I'm sorry
1: exactly <laughs> I am so sorry he's literally a dick I. that's on me oh <laughs> my god
0: Uh, (laughs) please don't listen to him okay
1: exactly there's still your (laughs) siblings like he's a freaking mentiroso yeah it's not real yeah
0: and whose brother isn't a mentiroso honestly you know that's
1: what i'm saying that's what i'm saying (laughs) my little brother is 15 and i'm like "Mm, okay
0: let me tell you that my little brother was a great storyteller because he was such a great liar and we would be uh first of all all of our teachers loved him and so whenever we had field trips him and my mom would come and he wouldn't miss class to come to our field trips and i'm like why is everyone okay with this whatever it doesn't matter yeah but he would he would like tell the most outrageous lies like oh i didn't do my homework because like we went to the aquarium and then like a dolphin uh i don't know a dolphin took my homework but like he would just tell these stories and they were he was so charismatic when he was tell these lies that people just like we're so entertained by him so i'm like at least he's good at it
1: (laughs) you're like one of these days you're gonna make a career out of this but right now you're annoying the shit out of me so if you could just (laughs) stop lying oh man so honestly (laughs) so good (laughs) he would
0: do the same thing as jacinto in this story he would same energy
1: (laughs) It's so funny that like even after they're past they're still your sibling and you're still having to make excuses for their behavior.
0: <laughs> Hilarious. I <laughs> you're love still it. like I
1: am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So funny. <laughs> Um, but before, uh, we, um, before we go to the spooky recommendations, I did find, well, my, I didn't find it. My twin, Carmen, sent me this, uh, post on Instagram. It's from a page called Latinx Parenting, but they wrote this thing and I was like, oh my God, that's beautiful. And I just want to read it to everyone in case you have not seen it. So, um, she said, speak the names of your ancestors and loved ones who have transitioned, speak them often, tell their stories, talk to them. Welcome their warmth and the sound of their laughter in your dreams. Feel them near you and with you. Remind your children who is protecting them and you.
1: I love that. Right? That is so beautiful.
0: Yeah. It just reminds me. I, I mean, I was saying this earlier, but the way my grandma would, or not my grandma, my mom was say stories of her grandpa. We felt like we knew him. Um, we felt like we met him. Absolutely. Um, and we never met yeah. him. We have two. Th- I mean, obviously he passed away when we were over here. So we didn't meet him, but it feels like we know who he is and who he was.
1: Yeah, that's and that's exactly with our parents as well. Like we have so many stories about like great grandparents and aunts and uncles that we've never gotten to meet, but we do feel like we like 100 percent know like And that's and it's because of that. And, you know, that's actually like so beautiful, because you do have movies like the Book of Life or like, like Coco, where that's the whole point, isn't it that as long as there's still somebody here, that remembers you and talks about you and, and still considers you a part of the family, you're still able to like, be a part of the family and to visit with your loved ones and stuff like that so uh, keeping that memory alive regardless of how many generations ago it was is so important
0: yes exactly i I
1: could only hope that like a hundred years from now my family's still talking about me you know what i mean like yeah i could only hope yeah
0: right they're gonna be like she she lost her things everywhere and she was always late but you know what she was there for you (laughs) exactly that is what i want you to say everyone okay no
1: (laughs) yes When I die, I would like you all to tell everyone that I'm a good Christian woman. No, I'm just, I'm back, not Don't lie on my name. I'm dying. Oh, my God. Don't lie on my name. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I say that to my mom all the time. because we, <laughs> we were raised Catholic and, and stuff like that. And I always say that, like, I like. I'm a filthy pagan and I've been like that for a while now and I do all my pagan stuff and that's what I always call it. I call it pagan so that it's like broad strokes and stuff. And every time I say that, I'm like, I'm a good Catholic woman. And my mom looks at me like, what, I, yeah, I can imagine. You <laughs> She's like, can you shut up? Please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shut <the hell> up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, do you have any spooky recommendations this week?
1: do so i mean okay so she's she's not a like latine um author but i still have the recommendation if that's okay yeah okay so i just finished reading this book series it's called uh blood brothers and it's by a uh, author called named Nora Roberts. She's like obviously a, a very well known like author out in the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really great like horror series about uh, three boys who are best friends because they were born on the same day at the same time, um, and they go to a clearing in the woods where there's something called the Pagan Stone, and they make a blood pact that they will be friends forever. And so they cut their hands and they make this blood pact, but when their blood hits the earth, they accidentally unleash this demon that's been living underneath the pagan stone. Okay. And so every day on their birthday, every seven years, this demon comes out and essentially wreaks havoc on their town. And these three boys have to be the ones to kind of save their town. And it happens every seven years on their birthday. But they finally reach a certain age where they know that if they don't stop it, they, their town is going to die and they're going to die. Oh. And so their whole mission is to try to figure out how to defeat this demon. It's such a good horror series. And the description of this demon that she writes is so horrifying because it presents itself as a little boy. Mm. And it's just absolutely terrifying. Like, okay. It's the, it's the worst thing and it makes me feel like so happy that there are so many good female like horror writers and female presenting horror writers and female identifying horror writers like like the girlies are killing the game in horror right now and it's making me so happy it's so good
0: Um, nice and then i'm gonna look that up another one Uh uh-huh
1: okay um but i just actually picked up a new copy because I let someone borrow another copy of this book and I never got it back. Just a recommendation, guys, stop letting people borrow your books. You're never going to get them back. (laughs) Never. You're never going to get your books back. Stop doing it. I know you want to just buy a copy for your friend. Yeah. you're never going (laughs) to see it back. (laughs) You just aren't. This is true. Um. Exactly. (laughs) I just got a new copy of this book, um, and it's one of my favorites. Actually, I'm really that's the whole reason why I let somebody borrow it. But it's called uh, *Bestiario Mexicano*. It's the Mexican be- uh, *bestiary*.
0: Ooh. And
1: it's by an author named David Bowles. Oh yeah. And he assen- yeah, and he essentially goes through like all of these like mythical creatures and like different um fairy tales and like urban legend creatures in the culture like he has whole chapters on like like the alebrijes and Ooh, okay. um, uh, la mano panchona and you know gargoyles and the las brujas voladoras de monterrey like wow okay super um, intricate. Yeah. it's it's a add really that to really great list. book yeah yeah it's a really great book i'm really happy that i found another copy because like i said i let it borrow and <laughs> never
0: <saw> it again <laughs> yeah uh, so um mine i have been watching um guillermo del toro's cabinet of curiosities on netflix oh my god yes Um, so good i have not finished it really enjoying it and there's one more that i want to watch but i want to finish the other one first this is a new movie uh wendell and wild on netflix yes yeah i have not seen it but it looks so good i've been looking forward to it since i saw something about it on twitter like a couple months ago um yeah and it's uh the director from Coraline and uh, starring, you know, Jordan Peele.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, I mean, their whole Antiga name. michael Key. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Angela Bassett. Oh, it's just, it's, it looks like it's really good. This looks like it's going to be the new, like, I don't know, replacement for like, I don't know, Nightmare Before Christmas or something. Just like a classic, like, creepy movie yes. that um, I'm going to watch every year. <laughs>
1: absolutely i actually just finished watching cabinet of curiosities with my parents like we did the thing where it's they released two new episodes like every night and we we like watched every single one of them like every day that they came out it was such a great series and it makes me laugh also a little bit because when you look at guillermo del toro he's like the most he's a cute older man he just looks (laughs) so like lovable yeah. and cuddly and just like he looks like he would make you like a really great cup of coffee and like he just looks so innocent <laughs> and then you're also watching like the <sighs> orphanage and you're watching cabinet of curiosities yes. and yeah. you're watching the original hellboy series and you're like bruh for real right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> what's in your brain
0: (laughs) i don't know but i want it (laughs) (laughs) um and then before we go um remind our listeners uh because you know you were here a few episodes ago but remind them again where you can be found and what your podcast is all about
1: yes so my podcast is scary stories for the soul you can listen to us on Anchor. You can do Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. What I essentially do is go through urban legends, um, haunted houses, ghosts or spirits from all over the world and give you like a really brief history lesson on them and then present an original scary story based off of that legend. um. This last two episodes that just came out were actually for um, devil's night, which is the 30th and then Halloween. Those are already out. Those are actually just straight up original ghost stories that I wanted to share with people. Um, And then next episode's coming out next week. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And then I do have a book out. It's called the blackwood Chronicles that you can find on Amazon, or if you want to do the ebook, you can do it off of Google books as well. And that is a collection of short horror folk tales for children um, that are also based off of um, different urban legends and ghosts and spirits from around the world. Um, i'm I've always been so fascinated with folklore and just the connections between, you know, scary stories between different cultures, because they're actually so similar. So when mm-hmm. I wrote the book, I was really excited to be able to share different creatures with small children. And it's always really fun to me, too, because everyone wants to shelter kids against scary things so much nowadays. Not but here. Every time I do. a <laughs> No, every time I do a book, reading these kids are so excited. Yes, they are so excited. Yeah. And I'm like, please, <clears throat> Please like sit down with your kids and read these books together or watch these movies together because it makes it less scary when you're watching it with your mom or when you're watching it with your dad. So then they grow up to be like crazy horror scary people like us. Yes, and they're the most interesting person at the party. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> make the these coolest person at the party. Make these kids little
0: as uh, spooky people. <laughs> yeah oh and yeah um if you like his bookie tells you will love both of those the podcast and the book i assure you (laughs) and thank you again for um stepping in last minute (laughs) for mj
1: absolutely it's always so much fun to be here with you like it's it's so much fun
0: someone uh on the the because i share every episode on instagram like the picture of it someone commented on or um the one we have for the episode you were on, they were like, uh she should just be an official uh guest <laughs> because uh she just uh what's meshes in so well. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. Right. <laughs> i'm MJ's fired uh isabel's so, yeah. on no i'm just kidding, <laughs> fired, uh, on, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding mj <laughs> you,
1: you guys are talking and i show up and i'm like yes i agree yes yes how did i show up that's, no one knows don't worry about it <laughs> no one knows that's part of my charm yep. i'm just here what were we talking about <laughs> yeah you were saying <laughs> you were sa- continue thank you <laughs>
0: and yeah uh thank you again and um how should i end this yeah i don't know honor your ancestors talk about them uh, stay a spooky we'll catch everyone next time bye. bye thank you so much to the spooky supporting us on patreon your support means the world to us and if you want to join the patreon and get bonus episodes monthly goodies in the mail and more go over to patreon.com slash spooky tales Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, produced and edited by Christina and is a proud member of the Cultivate Network. For more podcasts on the network, check out CultivatePodcastNetwork.com Don't forget to check out our Spooky merch. We have Spooky shirts, we have no mama's shirts and we have a cool hat that i just added it's like a baseball hat not like a hat hat um, we also have a beanie in there and they just say a spooky on there but i'm a big fan of the hat it says a spooky in old english letters and i love it i wear it every day not because i want to go around repping the podcast but it's comfy it's a great hat you can go to a store i'm always adding new designs But don't even worry if you cannot support us monetarily because the most important support is what you're already doing, giving us a listen. If you listen and you love what we do, feel free to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share this with your spooky friends. Spooky season is upon us, so this is our time of year. Stay as spooky!